Hey everybody and welcome to Season 3, Episode 7 of The Rugby Report, your weekly recap and preview podcast of all things rugby. My name is Dwayne Burkhardt and in this episode, we will catch you up on all of the 2023 Rugby World Cup action and of course, we'll recap Round 8 and look ahead to the end of the regular season in the Bunnings NPC League in New Zealand. Could it possibly be here already? Yes. But first, where the heck have I been? Well, a funny thing happened to me. I was on a planned trip two weeks ago, but ended up not being able to broadcast from where I was on the road. And then last week, I was back in the studio. But one of the things that I brought back with me from my international vacation was... COVID! Yes, that's right. And while the 2023 version is a lot less nasty than the original, it was still no fun, and I was simply unable to go. But I am back now, and ready to go. So let's begin by checking in with a very active World Cup. There were several games this weekend, including one massive one. Action began on Friday when Argentina downed Samoa 19-10, but then yesterday Georgia and Portugal played to a frankly thrilling and last-minute 18-18 draw. After that, England simply blew Chile out of the water 71-0. Ouch! And then finally, the game of the RWC so far last night when South Africa played Ireland in what I'm going to go ahead and say very well may be a preview of a finals match. But in this game, it was Ireland's night. And despite spectacular play from the Springboks, the full-time score was South Africa 8, Ireland 13. Finally, in the nightcap last night, Scotland pounded Tonga 45-17. Later today, Wales will play Australia in a game that might not be do or die for the Aussies, but it's pretty darn important to them, especially after their surprising loss to Fiji last weekend. Looking at the pools right now, in Pool A, it's France and Italy on top, but Italy has New Zealand up next, and I feel reasonably sure that the All Blacks will eventually find their way into that number two spot. In Pool B, it's currently Ireland and South Africa, with Scotland hopeful that one of them will stumble, Pool C has Wales and Fiji on top, but again, the Aussies play Wales later today, and we'll know a lot more about that pool after that game. Finally, in Pool D, England and Samoa are currently on top, with Japan in third, and somewhat shockingly, Argentina in trouble in the four spot. Let's turn our attention now to NPC action in New Zealand, where the postseason is looming large and time is running out for the teams on the edge. The week's action began in the Northland, where the Tanifar were barely holding on to their playoff hopes as they welcomed the Bay of Plenty steamers to town for what really was an amazing game of rugby. It was a back-and-forth exciting game, and frankly, for most of it, it looked like the Tanifar were going to hold on and that the steamers were in trouble. But then, in the 66th minute, Fini Anganufu caught a flat pass on the outside and sprinted across the try line to give the Steamers a late two-point lead. But back came the Tanifa, and with less than eight to play, they kicked their way to a one-point advantage. But the Steamers would not quit, and with barely two minutes to play, powered their way over the line, propelling themselves into the postseason, and sadly, dropping the Tanifa from contention. Full-time score was Northland 26, 
Bay of Plenty, 32. Saturday's action began at Navigation Home Stadium, where I will once again remind the locals that I am still ready to make an offer on any of those homes overlooking the stadium. When the county's Manukau Steelers hosted, and then unsurprisingly dispatched, the Manawatu Turbos, full-time score, counties 46, Manawatu 19. Next up, we travel all the way down to Rugby Park in Invercargill, where the heart-filled Southland Stags hosted the resurgent Hawks Bay Magpies in another game that had no surprises and, frankly, few highlights. Full-time score there was Southland 7, Hawks Bay 33. The third game on Saturday was, by far, the game of the week, as number 2 Canterbury hosted number 3 Tasman in a matchup between the two South Island Titans. Canterbury, a perennial playoff team that hasn't won at all since 2017, and Tasman, a team that has been fighting all year to make it back to the top tier. And, well, they have. And this game was as advertised. The first half belonged to the home team as Canterbury racked up a 27-3 start. But Tasman finally crossed the try line just before the half, and it was 27-10 Canterbury at the break. As the teams came out for the second half, there was something fishy in the air, and the Mako men pounded their way back into this game, scoring 22 unanswered points in a row and bringing it back to a two-point game. But at home, in Christchurch, Canterbury was not to be denied. They scored just three points in the entire second half. But it was the three they needed to hang on and by the edge of their fingernails, seal the deal at home. Full-time score, Canterbury 30, Tasman 28. And then, well, you know that song from Winnie the Pooh, When the Rain, Rain, Rain Came Down, Down, Down? Well, that was Taranaki on Saturday night, because for the entirety of this game between the Bulls and Auckland, the heavens descended on the pitch and it poured down rain. Seriously, I understand that locals were literally preparing to build an ark as this game progressed. It was, fittingly for Taranaki, unbelievable. Under the circumstances, the game was generally well played, and a close contest between two relatively evenly matched foes. Auckland seemed to control the first half, but the Bulls stampeded across the line just before the half, and it was just 16-12 Auckland at the break. The Bulls did play great defense in the second half, but frankly, Mother Nature gets the assist here too, as conditions got just plain sloppy as the game wore on. Seriously, if you're one of those people who, like me, likes games played in terrible weather, cue this one up, folks, because wow. Taranaki did exactly what they needed to do in the back half, which was just a couple of penalty kicks. Auckland had not one, but two chances in the closing minutes of this game to steal it back, but they couldn't make the kicks or the plays. Although again, give the nod to the weather for backing the Bulls there. The full-time score, Taranaki 18, Auckland 16. There were two games on Sunday, and I don't have a lot to say about either one. In the opener, Wellington hosted North Harbor. For the Hibiscus, it was a win-in-their-in opportunity to make the postseason, but against the Lions, they were, well, 
lion food. Harbor played admirably, but Wellington is simply on another plane right now. And this game was never close. Full-time score, Wellington 26, North Harbor 6. Finally, and similarly, the Waikato Mulus hosted the Otago Razorbacks in a game with no playoff implications for Otago, but everything on the line for the Mulus. And the results were predictable. I will say again that I am really impressed by the heart and determination of the Razorbacks and their refusal to give up. Even when they were getting blown out of this game, down by 40 points, they contested every phase and fought for every meter. But in the end, the Mulus were simply overwhelming, and the full-time score was Waikato 47, Otago 7. Checking in on my predictions for the first time in three weeks, I was 26-11 going into round six a few weeks ago, but 5-2 and two on those predictions, for those who listened to the last episode. In round seven, I was 6-2. and two. I did not see the Steelers beating Canterbury, nor did I see the Mulus taking down Auckland. So congratulations to both of those teams there. But in round eight, for the first time all season, I finally got my first perfect score. I was 7-0, and that brings me to 44-15 on the season. Looking at the table now, undefeated Wellington remains at the top and will now coast into the top spot regardless of what happens this weekend. Canterbury, Taranaki, and Tasman are currently 2, 3, and 4, and would all host quarterfinal matches. However, as only four points separates the three teams, significant movement within that group is still possible. Hawks Bay is currently in fifth position, but as they are only one point behind Tasman, they could find themselves hosting a quarterfinal match. But they'd have to beat Wellington this weekend. And no one's done that for the last 19 games in a row. Auckland is two more points back in sixth, and Bay of Plenty and Waikato currently round out the top eight. But if you think that's the end of it, folks, it's not. The county's Manukau Steelers may currently be outside looking in in ninth right now, but they face Otago this weekend, and a win there, which I think we have to agree is likely, combined with a loss by either the Bay of Plenty Steamers or the Waikato Mulus. And while the Steamers are playing Southland and should easily win that game, the Mulus are hosting Canterbury, and that's going to be a tough one. So don't count the Steelers out just yet, because they absolutely can still make the postseason. Similarly, North Harbor can squeak into the playoffs, but they need to beat the Taranaki Bulls on the road this weekend, and then they need at least two of the three teams immediately above them in the table to lose. And sadly for the Hibiscus men, that just doesn't seem very likely. Looking ahead now to the end of the NPC regular season, the action begins this week on Wednesday night in Invercargill, as the Bay of Plenty Steamers come to town to play the Southland Stags. The Stags have played as heroically as ever this year. But against the Steamers? It's hard to envision a win there. Steamers win the game. Friday's action begins in Eden Park, where Auckland will close their season against recently eliminated Northland. The Tanifa represented themselves well in 2023, and, as they did last year, had a chance late in the season to move on. But they just couldn't make it happen this year. And against Auckland, on the road, I'm afraid they close out with a loss. Auckland wins. 
Saturday's action begins at FMG Stadium in Waikato with what is without question the game of the week as the Mulus play host to second-ranked Canterbury. The stakes are high for both teams. For Canterbury, they need to win to guarantee that they host a quarterfinal. Although, in fairness, it would take a very strange series of events for them to drop all the way to fifth this weekend. But it is mathematically possible. While the Mulus are literally playing for their postseason lives. Win, and they're in. Lose, and they need help. This is going to be a barn burner, folks. But the Mulus are home, and I think they're going to want it more. Canterbury is a better and more talented squad, so I don't know how they do it, but they will do it. The Mulus will win this game. Next, Wellington hosts yet another Ranfurly Shield game as they look to take what is now their longest winning streak in franchise history out to 20 games in a row. This weekend's victims, I'm sorry, opponents, are the Hawks Bay Magpies. The Magpies have been streaky this season and have played in some heart-stopping games. But with no disrespect to them, I don't think this is going to be one of them. The Lions are simply playing on an entirely different level right now, and they will claim their 20th straight and will take down the Magpies. Wellington wins. Finally, on Saturday, the playoff-bound Taranaki Bulls will host North Harbor. A win by Harbor in this game could really shake up the table, but I don't think that's going to happen. The unpredictables of 2022 are gone, and the incredibles of 2023 are here to stay. Taranaki will win this game. On Sunday, we bid a fond farewell to the 2023 Bunnings NPC regular season, and two of the three games have postseason implications. First, the Bay of Plenty steamers return to Taranga to face the Tasman Mako in a game that could be a real dogfight. Both teams have struggled at times this season. The Steamers are still looking to prove that their 2022 campaign was not a fluke, while the Mako have been playing with porpoise lately and are out to prove that they once again belong with the league's elite teams. Who's going to win this one? I don't know. Honestly, it's a total toss-up in my head. It's going to be a whale of a game, that's for sure. The Mako have momentum, but the Steamers can be relentless at home. I'm throwing a dart at a board while blindfolded on this one, folks. But the dart says the Steamers will pull it out in the end. Bay of Plenty wins. Next up, the Otago Razorbacks will host the county's Manukau Steelers in a season finale where the Razorbacks are playing for pride, while the Steelers are hoping to make the postseason. I have to say yet again how impressed I've been by Otago this season. They've not ended up with results, but the team has had zero quit in it and has played with as much heart as any team I have ever seen. That said, the Steelers are simply a better team right now, and while their playoff hopes may already be dashed before this game even begins, they will rise up and win anyway. Counties wins the game. And finally, the season ends in Manawatu, where there is finally some air in the Turbo's blades, as the team did manage to eke out a couple of wins this season, including the Shocker in Auckland. 
In their finale, they face fellow cellar-dweller Southland. But if the Turbos think they can breeze their way to victory against the Stags, they may very well find themselves getting trampled. This Stags team is also filled with heart and determination. And in a game against a relatively evenly matched team, they could be very, very dangerous. The stats say that the Turbos should close out with a win. But while this may yet again be my heart talking, longtime listeners of this podcast will remember that last year, I went way out on a limb and successfully predicted the Stags only win last year. And I'm thinking that I might just be doing it again, because I'm going to say that the Stags go into Central Energy Trust Arena, power down the turbos, and come away with a shocker. That's right, folks. Southland wins. And that's it, folks. That's all the more time we have for Season 3, Episode 7 of The Rugby Report. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and tell all of your rugby friends about our show. And remember, if your plan A in life doesn't work out, there's still 25 more letters in the alphabet to try. See you next time. This episode of The Rugby Report is the 2023 copyrighted property of Narratives, LLC. It is intended for the free, private, and non-commercial use of its listeners only and may not be rebroadcast or retransmitted either in whole or part without written permission. Please email info at narrativesllc.com for more information.